Coming to you live. <laughs> Welcome back to Coffee Shop Jams. <laughs> oh I'm your host, Bill. Oh. And today I have my guest with me. What's your name? Marianne. <laughs> Bill and Marianne back at it at 4 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Drinking our drinks. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> That's so loud. <laughs> it is really loud. Man. That's hysterical. Yes, yeah, so you were talking about going deeper in small groups. Yeah. This music is going to be... I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> I know. in five minutes. I know. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. Um, or if you can just play it like uh, not quite as loud. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you how dare play you it talk about the levels? You don't know. Do you know what? How does the crowd feel? <laughs> We invite a crowd every time. That's how they feel about you talking about the levels on the podcast. That's so funny. Yeah. So we've been recording for a little bit here. Have we? Okay. Yeah. So we'll figure out when we started. I don't know exactly when we did, but to all of the millions of listeners out there, maybe everyone in the world might be listening to this. You don't know. Oh, man. It's a big deal. Welcome back to Conversation Therapy. I'm your host, Michael Lamp. This is a show where I talk to people that I think are cool. And that's pretty much it. Who are you? My name is Hannah Brown. Wow. 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 <laughs> Second female guest. Oh, I feel so honored. Do you? I do. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I feel like I... <laughs> this music has killed me. I don't know how much longer I can do this music. It's too chill. Or if you do it just from the start. The whole time. This is coffee house jazz and there's almost two hours of it oh my gosh like so, you could even stop there like get the resolve well now we already got the beginning of the next song and it's all ruined oh wow here we are yeah so i um i've done a few episodes uh with my little sister's boyfriend okay cool. um and he's a cool guy we have very similar senses of humor so mm-hmm. we don't talk about very much we just laugh most of the time yeah, yeah. which is that's, good but fun. also i prefer not prefer but I like having both levels of conversation yeah. where you can both laugh about stuff and also talk more deeply about things. Mm-hmm. So I actually, in the last time I referenced our trip to DC on the last podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I talked oh, about fun. the car ride and how fun it was. It was really fun. It was crazy because yeah. Summer passed out um, she because she was terrified of the driving. <laughs> was she really? Even from the beginning, she was terrified. Well somebody else was driving it wasn't me driving but yeah at the beginning that is true. so i'm not gonna dox anyone on the podcast and put them on blast of course but... <laughs> not why would you ever do something like that <laughs> but definitely my driving was better than others yes, i would absolutely agree with that statement which is not any comment on any person's not worth as a person not um, at all. but it's definitely a comment on people's driving which i think that they would agree yes. with yes and i think we don't uh we're not honest with ourselves about our lack of driving skills sometimes. <laughs> with ourselves? <laughs> are you talking about ourselves. yourself right now? Well, I mean, I know I drive too fast. <laughs> do you, are you a bad driver? I wouldn't say that I'm a bad driver, but I do drive too fast. Like I was, we went to the Ohio State versus Cedarville game Ooh. on Wednesday with all the youth group kids, and I drove like 80 on the highway. 80? Yeah. Some of the kids thought that was really fast. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any tickets? Nope. No, I've got pulled over a couple times, but you've never gotten a ticket. I have never gotten a ticket, believe Why it or not. Why do you think that is? Huh? Why do I think that is? Yeah. I don't know. When you were pulled over, how fast were you going? Like how much uh, above the speed Well, one limit? time I was going like, uh, like fifty-five and thirty-five. 
You were going 20 miles yeah, per hour over in a 35? <laughs> yeah, and they didn't give me, didn't give me tea. He just told me, ma'am, you can just slow down. Go okay. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I wonder if there's a sexist thing. There could be. There very well could be. Yeah, I don't know. He said, ma'am, did you know that you're speeding? I said, yes, I know that I'm speeding. Maybe that's it. Maybe you just need to admit that you're wrong. <laughs> that's how, with most crimes, you like walk in on somebody and there's a dead body. They're like, did you know you killed that guy? They're like, yeah, yeah I know. I oh, okay, you're good. Okay, <laughs> right. yeah. Don't do it next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Next time, please have some more self-control, please. Yeah. Look at both ends of the knife. <laughs> Pointy end. Don't point at people. Don't do it. Yeah. Even if you really want to. <laughs> it is weird how we have like... We have all the tools to murder someone in our home. It is terrifying. I say to you, as you are in my home. I know. <laughs> um, I think we're going to conclude right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. You're not in control. But... <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, I'm dying. There's more sound effects, but you've only oh, heard that one so far, and maybe that'll be the only one that we I use. I can't wait to hear more. It took me a while to get ones that I liked, and yeah. I've been I've been gradually getting more that I like, and there's some that I am really excited for. Yeah, that's so funny. So you can slowly add more, like you could do like download them off of a website. Yeah. Or? So there are a lot of like free downloading things out there, and that's then cool. there's like a lot of soundboard apps. Yeah. A lot of them suck. Like a lot of them are terrible, but this mm -hmm. one is pretty fun. You can just yeah. like have hotkeys. So whenever I want to boo something that you're okay. saying, yeah, it's right there. You can hear That's them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and also technically, I did invite a studio crowd here, so there's hundreds of people all around us. People listening can't yeah. see them, but we can. Yeah. And they are looking at us right now. What do they feel about us right now? <laughs> okay, you know what? Sweet, thanks. Nobody <laughs> cool. asked for your opinion anyway. <laughs> yeah, except for me, right there. Except, for you. <laughs> except when I literally did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do we know each other? Uh, I feel like it goes back a long time, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't I don't even remember. I guess OCF, but I don't know why it would be OCF. I feel like it was Heartland. Maybe it was. Did you go to youth group when we were at Northwood Berry? Mm-hmm. Did you? Okay, that was probably yeah. it. Back with Chris, like when we were at that weird building in Lexington, like at the middle school youth group. Yes, uh, Jam, Jesus and Me. Yeah. Do you remember Jam? <laughs> Those were literally some of the best days ever. Yeah. I love jam. My dad would come and like do like different like crazy game. Uh, the one I remember was um, what was it? Backboard beach ball, where like you you had a beach ball and you had to take two steps with the ball and then you had to pass it to somebody. And the goal was to hit the backboard oh. of like the basketball hoop. You just like chuck it up there and like nail the, the nail the uh, backboard. That's so fun. Yeah, I don't and then you could steal it from people. It's kind of like uh, I don't even know what I would compare it to. I remember it just being really fun. Well, you know the one where you take a football and you throw it at the backboard. That's a classic game that everyone plays. Right. Basketball. <laughs> yeah, the one where you throw a football yes, at the backboard. Yeah. Basketball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you look fondly upon your middle school days? Um, I'd say yes and no. So my mom homeschooled me when I was in sixth grade. So I have a positive memory of that. But okay. I would never go back to, I don't think I would go back to junior high. I mean, junior high was okay. So uh, sixth grade, you were homeschooled, sixth grade and then was you good. went to... And then I went back to school in seventh and eighth grade. Where were you? You were you at Mansfield Christian? Mansfield Christian, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you so. think of Mansfield Christian? Well, I... Th it's hard. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell any of them yeah, about don't, this. Yeah, you can't post any of this part. 
um, well, you know, I they have a really hard time keeping teachers, and I'm pretty sure that at least every just to clarify, I am not cutting anything out of this. Okay, so great. everything you say, like, I'm making it so like I refuse. Like this is very low budget. Everything goes in, oh so don't gosh, say anything you don't so want to be out there for all three listeners to hear. Oh goody, okay. Um, yeah, so I guess like every every year that I was in. We always at least had three or four teachers that would either quit or stop teaching in the middle of the year. Wow. It was a lot, especially history, even our Bible class. You know, we, we always had different teachers. And I feel like they, a lot of times, and obviously I'm not in leadership. I don't make the decisions. I don't know everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like they just hired somebody to fill a spot rather than really taking the time to decide, is this person really qualified or is this person really um, the best fit or the best choice for what these students need. I mean, with the amount of salary they're putting up, they probably no, were getting millions of applicants because yeah, they yeah, pay right. so much yeah, money. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> and that's the flip side of it is, you know, they don't get they don't get paid very much. No, like, it's, it's nothing. Dirt. It's, it's cra- nothing. It's crazy. So you know, where do you where do you find the balance? Do you get more funding so that you know do you add to tuition that way you're paying more for te- quality teachers to come in you know what what do you do i don't i don't know what the, i don't know what the answer is well i think that there are probably other schools that are that pay very little mm-hmm. that still have teachers that stay for a long time because yeah. it is a healthy environment yeah. you know like it's i i view christian like private schools being similar to churches yeah or like i know churches that pay their staff very little and because the person who's on staff feels appreciated they're going to stay there for a long time right. mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah and I, I feel like my high school all of my years were really we i mean i feel like even jacob and i we just had a really great class and i feel like we had a very positive experience at at Maysville christian how big was um, your class we had 55, 55 in our graduating class Huge. and most people yeah right and most people we we went to school through kindergarten really you know yeah yeah, most of the most of the kids, a lot of the boys, you know, all of them we knew for forever, and I think that plays a part. All the boys. All the boys. All the boys. I say that because. <laughs> because why? Huh? Because Jacob and I always did everything together. Aw. Uh, so. Twins. Twinkies. Gross. Ew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate Twinkies. Do you hate Twinkies? Ew, they're the grossest thing ever. I don't know if I've had a Twinkie in like five or six oh, years. I'd always go Swiss cake roll any day. Well, that's one that's like rolled up with chocolate. Uh-huh. You put it in the freezer for a little bit. And then you break your teeth. Oh, it's my no. favorite part. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, it's just cold. I've never frozen a Swiss oh, roll like that. Gotta get what some. did you call them? Swiss cake roll. Swiss cake roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not like a zebra cake. No, not at all. What do we look like, two-year-olds? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I recently was um, taking a journey through the Little Debbie portion of the uh-huh. uh, Walmart aisles. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things yeah. that I didn't know. And then there's also like the Walmart equivalents next to them that are all a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. if I can buy 15 like peanut butter bars for a dollar, oh, <laughs> like gosh. what is happening That's in that crazy, factory? Right? That can't be okay. It not be good. Right. Catch what's in those. Ooh. Corporations. How do you feel about corporations? Yeah. I don't know. You know what they say. You <laughs> know what they mean. say about corporations. <laughs> you love them. That's, what, that's all I've right. ever heard. Yeah. Is you love a corporation. How does the crowd feel about corporations? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't know why they're laughing. I don't know why they're laughing. I mean, I can't imagine why. It doesn't make any sense to me. You've heard two. I'm just going to let you know right now. We have five. Oh, goody. And they will all come in, in well, play at some point. Can't wait to hear them all. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so we know each other from Heartland. The only <laughs> the only memory that I have, like the not the only, but like the major memory that I have from that like little old place in Lexington was we were playing Red Rover in middle school it's the worst game you don't know why because i got clotheslined one time and it knocked me out knocked you out it knocked me out cold oh my goodness it was in the playground uh at mcs how old were you oh i was probably in fourth or fifth grade were you ever (laughs) i realized what i was about to ask and i mean i was gonna say were you ever taller than anybody else (laughs) actually yes i was yeah so we have we i know right it's yeah i don't get that very often but uh we yeah we have pictures of jacob and stevie and i and i was the tallest you were the tallest at what age was this 411 when i was in seventh grade and you've grown how many inches one inch since then (laughs) (laughs) on a good day Wow. Oh, I know, it's not very much. It's crazy. And oh, all my patients tell me, like, oh, Hannah, you're going to shrink so much. I'm like, no. You're going to shrink so <laughs> yeah, much? Yeah, because they've all... People all, say that to you? They say that to me, yes, because they're all shorter. You know, we have our, our bodies. How does that actually... Is it literally just, like, over time, gravity? Over time. Well, it's it's more so, like, just a degeneration of our of our joints and you know the wear and tear in our bodies and our spine and this is a horror movie yeah. you the degeneration of our joints yeah that's the most terrifying dun, dun, dun. thing <laughs> <laughs> see you can't be pulling out all those sound effects that i don't have oh, sorry. the crowd's not gonna like <laughs> that <laughs> oh, oh man gosh. That's so you are <laughs> thank you Thank you very much. So you're a physical therapist? I'm a physical therapist assistant. Assistant. Yep. So what does that look like between you and a physical therapist? So the main physical therapist, they um, do all the diagnosis of what's going on with the patient. So they are the first person that the patient sees. And they go through kind of a review of what's going on um, injury-wise. And they set up a plan of care. um, And they set up goals. For they, that they have for the patient. And so my job underneath the, the supervision of uh, the therapist is to kind of help them carry out those goals okay. um, to assess, you know, how they're doing, you know, from the first visit to the second visit they come in. And we do a lot of the, and the therapists do too, but we do a lot of the hands-on uh, work with the patients. It's, it's very relational. Um, yeah. You really get to know people, especially if you see them on a consistent basis. What are your favorite so. and least favorite parts of the job? Um, I would say one of my favorite, uh, parts of the job is the relational part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I love to talk to people and they come in for all different kinds of experiences and what's going on in their lives. And, um, I love the aspect of helping them through their injury, helping them overcome, giving them tools, um, to, uh, make their daily living better. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of them come in with a lot, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, and um, if I'm able to improve that in a certain way, um, that's very fulfilling. Yeah. Um, downsides of the job. Um, I. Who's your least favorite therapist? Yeah, I'm not Spilled going there. Spill the tea right now. <laughs> Who do you hate that you work I'm with? Not going there at all. They're not gonna listen to this. Just, just do it. it. No, I'm not. Gonna do Just, it. <laughs> <Nikoma>. <laughs> <laughs> just the worst influence. Uh, 
that's like in middle school right? when you had bad influences who were like smoking right. behind the bleachers as an adult uh-huh. it's like tell me who you hate the most right. and then they'll inevitably find out yeah oh absolutely but yeah, you do absolutely. hate someone right who is i mean it? we all have people that we, <laughs> so not for sure <laughs> in a roundabout way of saying mm-hmm. but so what's your least favorite part of the show um I think I have really high expectations for myself, so I put a lot of stress, like self-induced uh, stress. Uh, so I think I just get worked up about things that I don't necessarily need to get worked up about. So how many, like, what are your hours during the day? So I work 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. um, and my days are very different. I work at two different clinics. I kind of go back and forth, um, which is great because it, it kind of breaks up the week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I work anywhere from seven and a half to eight hours every day. Okay. And you said you see a client every 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If somebody's late, like how late do they have to be before you're like, yeah, you're not 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like, they only have 15 minutes left. Yeah. That seems like it's so not a great we, system. You know, re- reschedule and yeah. yeah. let's say somebody comes in 29 minutes late. Yeah. And they're like, I want my full 45. Nope. <laughs> But not today. <laughs> the customer's always right. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So it is interesting how once you like leave, did you ever work? What was the crappiest job you've ever worked? Did you ever work like the McDonald's or anything like that? Um, I worked at uh, Wayne's Country Market, but it was okay. not a crappy job. It was a great job. Yeah. I, I enjoyed what I did, and I worked for wonderful people. Um, but you know, you work back in the deli, end up with meat juice all over you, and you smell like it in the car. It's really <laughs> bad. All over my shoes. It was awful. One time I was opening what I think it was like one of the like the slimiest meats you could have, like a bologna or something like that. And you open it, and it just goes all over your face. You're oh. like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> meat juice is my favorite rock meat band. Juice, yeah. <laughs> you ever hear their ever hear their songs? No, I haven't. Real but good. I can only imagine. <laughs> The first one's called baloney on your face. <laughs> the boys in high school used to do what's called a meat slap. Do you remember? Did you ever hear about meat? <laughs> why do? Why would I remember this? I know, like, oh, they did all the time. My tiny was, school, oh my like, gosh. of course, everyone. did I don't it. know if it was something that I don't know. It's just a. I think they even did it like freshman year, but they would take their meat from their lunch meat sandwich. And they would lunch slap meat lunch specifically. Meat. Specifically lunch meat, and they would slap somebody in the face with it. <laughs> thing ever now i never got it it never happened to me but they did it to people all the time it was disgusting you're wasting a perfectly good sandwich (laughs) they're gonna eat it of course of course they're not gonna waste that meat nasties is that how that's like the the new age version of trading your lunch with somebody yeah, right. Except they don't get a choice. Right. Like if you get slapped in the face with a piece of meat, that goes on your sandwich. <laughs> like nobody else can eat your your face that's meat, right. lunch meat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, my dad, <laughs> it's so funny. My dad, uh, he used to pack our lunches growing up. <laughs> Bless his heart. He tried so hard. What does that mean? <laughs> well, listen. So he would pack them and sometimes you would end up with Stevie's sandwich, which Stevie's sandwich was literally the worst. It was bread, <laughs> bologna, and ketchup. Stevie liked ketchup on everything and not, you know, I'm not just a gross, a little bit of ketchup, but you know, dump the whole bottle on there kind of ketchup. So yeah. I feel like that would just make the bread soggy. (laughs) Oh, it was disgusting. And sometimes he would just do like bread, lunch meat, cheese, and like mustard. He tried so hard. You know, my mom would pack, he'd have lettuce on it and a tomato. I feel like you're hating on a basic lunch meat sandwich and I'm not okay with you hating on it. Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) The crowd hates you. Oh 
gross. You can't just eat it unless what unless it's expecting? melted. Unless it's like a grilled cheese. <laughs> melted, it's different. There's a difference. Like I we need that. to dive in. What's your subway order? What's my subway order? Yeah. Oh, it's got all kinds of stuff on it. Obviously, the meat and the cheese, and then the lettuce. Because there's only one kind of meat and the and olives. One kind of okay, so I'll get, I'll, I'll pick for you. So ham, mm. pepper jack cheese. Oh yeah, pepper jack. Lettuce, uh, tomatoes, pickles. Mm. Mm. Um, I hate banana peppers. So I'd never I hate them. Hate. Why? Because they're gross. That's a great reason. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, Why do you dislike this? Because I dislike they're, it. They're, they're sour. I don't really like sour stuff sour you think they're sour they're like a bitter sour it's like horseradish i don't like horseradish oh i i don't like horseradish either it's like the same thing like a bitter sour taste but i love banana peppers i can't do it it's like tangy is what i would call it do you hate like grapefruit then no i like grapefruit that's like the definition of bitter sour yeah, maybe. <laughs> i think you're making things up no, i'm not though <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time but in all reality yeah, yeah. banana peppers and uh, grapefruit have very little in common. No, they're very different. Except for when you put them both on a pizza and they're great. What? You can't put me on Your brain just like exploded for a I little know. bit. Mind blown. Man, so we know each other from... <laughs> Where I'm always trying to go back, but we can never get through it. Oh, um, so oh my one memory. It was, I, <laughs> it was a story of someone getting clotheslined. Oh, yeah. It was... Um, Zach Miller. Mm. Classic. Um, I'm not sure even where they're at. They're, are they still in Florida or what? Uh, I don't know what's no, going on with their I think, lives. I think they're back this way. I think they're in Kentucky. Okay. I don't know for sure. Anyways. Either way, part of the Bible Belt. The only real Christians out there. Right. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach Miller, um, we were playing and he got like clotheslined and then flipped over. Like, mm-hmm. I, I forget. I vaguely remember that. It was brutal because yeah. it was like we played games at the end mm-hmm. from what I remember. And that happened to him and like instantly the game stops because like Red Rover, I've never seen a game of Red Rover end by like one team winning. Mm-hmm. Like it's always just you eventually somebody gets hurt yeah. and that's how the game And that's ends. the end of the game. Yeah, I think you're right. And so I, I just remember him getting like actually knocked out mm-hmm. and like crying, which is like. Middle school is a strange time because once sure you get is. to high school, oh, excuse me. Once you get to high school, and if you're a dude, like you don't cry, right? Right, that's it's illegal. Not mainly to, to cry. That's right. But in right. middle school, like some of those sixth graders are still like children, <laughs> and so some sixth graders just cry about stuff. Uh-huh. But then once you're in eighth grade, you're like, it's there's a huge gap between like an immature sixth grader and a mature eighth grader. Oh yeah, they're like different ends completely. And yeah. so, but even him crying was like, he got knocked out. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's understandable so, to give it to him. Yeah, for sure. Back. I'd cry now. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine what like an adult Red Rover championship would look like. It'd be violent. It would be brutal. Broken bones. Maybe. You just have to, because you'd have to make better rules. Yeah. Because, like, you'd have to, like, have the hands can't go above a certain point, And, like, you can only be grabbing hands. Uh-huh interlaced fingers would be a big topic of debate in the red rover world (laughs) this did not go at all where you were thinking it was gonna go (laughs) did it (laughs) so this is just the introduction right right because we're just talking about how we know each other at this point Mm -hmm. so we know each other from that Mm -hmm. and then we each went off and did our own separate lives right and then did you ever counsel at beulah 
No, I never counseled there. Okay. I like helped out a couple times at like different events and things, but I never. It kind of surprises me that you didn't counsel. Well, we left. We left Heartland when I was like eighth grade or freshman year of high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was never really of the counseling age per se. Okay. Did you counsel there? I did. Yeah, okay. I did three summers. Man. So it was fantastic. Like well, some of the best times of my life, mm. honestly. A lot of a lot of growth. I mean, it's just you don't get a community like that. Yeah. Where you're just constantly surrounded by people who have like the same drive, the same passion for just pouring into kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's where my heart for like youth ministry mm. drives from. And just I remember when I was a camper, even just growing up, just how many people poured into me at that age yeah. and how impactful that was. And mm. so how much more I want to do that for other people, just knowing not that I'm going to change lives or but you know we i think it was yogi at one point talked about planting seeds in people's lives and mm. even if if you're the one to encourage somebody or reach out to somebody even that little bit and then somebody else comes along you know comes down the road and, and waters it yeah. and makes it grow or you know helps guide and and lead them where they're supposed to be you know if i can do that for somebody then i think that's awesome so it's so interesting like all of these shared experiences because like when you say Beulah, so many things come to mind, but like just the idea of having a summer camp where a bunch of kids go and like <laughs> when you, when I think about it now, I'm like, I'm thinking about there's a couple hundred kids who are at this camp and they're being like taken care of by <clears throat> high schoolers yeah. and college age kids. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrifying. Like, this is a recipe <laughs> for disaster. Parents actually do that? What? <laughs> right. And I'm thinking like, would I let my kid go to this? Yeah. Like this sounds like the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, What were the worst things that you ever saw happen at Beulah? At Beulah? Oh, my. Oh, I, I don't know. Are you past the non-disclosures? Like, have those... <laughs> no. Are those null and void at this point? No, I'm just trying to think, like, off the top of my head. Oh, people always did the craziest things for, like... Um, like one to tens, we would play one to ten. You have to do this if you pick my number. Of course, I always lost, and you think that you would stop playing after a while, but I always <laughs> seem to play. What's the worst one you ever had? To oh, do? I had like cottage cheese up off of the cafeteria floor. I actually just had to swim out in the middle of a storm and like go to the end where the like swim line almost drowned. This is actual death. <laughs> this is, actual <laughs> this is death. the worst. Uh, <laughs> I had to do a belly flop in a kiddie pool at my aunt's house. That was actually beside Beulah. That's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, these... I lost to one to 50. Really? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I don't know. I'm so. not a huge fan of anything but one to 10. I think that if you yeah. are willing to go 10%, then like, yeah. what's up with these one to 50s? And like, right. what are the odds? Mm-hmm. Like one to a thousand. It's like, come yeah. on, just do it. Like, yeah. just do a one to 10. Yeah. Like, I'm still mad. Do you know any of the Gallats? Oh, yeah. We're related somehow. TJ Gallat. Mm-hmm. We were in Mexico on a mission trip when I was, um, I was like a chaperone or whatever. Uh-huh. And we were, it was the middle of the night. We're all super tired. We've been talking for a long time. And he was in the bunk above me. And I said, hey, TJ, oh, one to ten, you poop your pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've had to dry pee. Gross. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was just joking. But then mm. he was like, all right, let's do it. So we did like the one, two, three. Yeah. And then we both said the same number. So I'm like, all right, TJ, you have to poop your pants right now. Like this, this is where we're at mm-hmm. is you have to poop your pants. And he's awful. like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to poop my pants. And I was like, you have to. Like that's like that's the rule. You have to do it. And so I was like, all right, you can wait until tomorrow. But yeah. like 
then like the next day he's like i'm not gonna do it like, by the end of the trip if you don't do it by the end of the trip then we're mortal enemies and that's a fact <laughs> and he still hasn't pooped his pants oh so you're still mortal i'm enemies. still mad how does the crowd feel about tj not pooping his pants <laughs> that's right yeah they hate him <laughs> as oh they gosh. should yeah man there's no way he's ever going to listen to this podcast. Probably not. I wouldn't want him to. I don't I don't want anyone to listen to this. <laughs> oh man. This is this is so meta already. Like this is so specific to our lives that like no one else is going to have any idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like me, you and like maybe two other people in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But hey, hey I'm having a good time. It's all, all right. just about having a good time and Absolutely. doing some conversation therapy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you probably sit in here for hours and talk about stuff just, just to myself yourself. are you saying <laughs> that's what i'm picturing do i seem like the kind of guy who would do that because maybe. maybe i do i'm not gonna tell you for sure but like you said maybe like you're you're way too nice you I could just be like yure. yeah you're you're weird enough to wear it you like you probably sit in You'd here and talk to yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> at know. least three hours every night Summer's asleep, and I'm like, all right. It's like a little Gotta kid. Gotta put my time in. <laughs> a little this kid. is Daily Log 1503. <laughs> it's now November. I've been doing it for 615. 1503 <laughs> episodes. We're never gonna get out of here. <laughs> I'm stuck in this desolate place. There's no chance of survival. These headphones are it. so warm on my head. Oh, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> I think my wife can hear me in the other room. <laughs> She's gonna wake up and come here and be so mad. Would you turn that thing off? I love that impersonation. Would you turn that? <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! I'm dying. I'm still trying to get her to do this. Who's but, that? Summer? Yeah. She hasn't done it yet. No, she's. It's not that she's opposed to it. It's just that. I think at the end of the day, when she comes home, she's like, I just want to do nothing. Yeah. I just want to relax I, and let my brain that. die. Mm-hmm. Which I totally understand. I get that. I understand that. Welcome back to day 1504 <laughs> in the log. Summer still says no to being on the podcast, and I'm still angry. <laughs> my beard is now down to my knees. Am <laughs> <laughs> I not allowed to shave in this reality? <laughs> my clothes smell so bad. <laughs> I haven't washed my clothes in three years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about hiring a hairdresser to come in because my hair is covering my eyes. What does the crowd think about me trimming my beard? (laughs) You're not allowed to. The crowd doesn't answer you. How dare you? you? How dare you? What does the crowd think about oh you gosh. trying to talk to the crowd? Listen, Come listen. On. <laughs> oh my Day fifteen oh five, the crowd is very divided. <laughs> Yesterday, Hannah Brown came in and tried to talk to them, and they still are angry. <laughs> Freaking get over it! Freaking get over it! Freaking get over it! The crowd may be my favorite part of this podcast. This is pretty funny. Oh man. Oh man, this is this got too intense for a while. <laughs> Let's bring it down a little bit. <laughs> Day 1506. <laughs> I'm slumped. It makes over. me think of Avatar. For whatever reason. Have you seen it in a while? 
Like, oh, he does like the daily logs. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You're talking about Avatar: The Blue People, not Avatar: The Last Airbender. That would be correct. <laughs> Have you ever seen Avatar: The Last no. Airbender? It's like a children's show. No. No, I'm talking about the main one. Did you like it? I did. It's really long, but it's really good. It's the so effects long. are really good. Since I know a lot of things about effects of movies. Tell me everything you know about <laughs> digital I know effects. Nothing. Oh, I know it's, it's a good movie. It's kind of like the Pocahontas, though. It Basically, is. the story of Pocahontas. Space Pocahontas. Mind blown. That's a, yeah. <laughs> you just mouthed mind blown. It's like mm, we're on a podcast right now, so <laughs> so they better if you just used your actual <laughs> words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, so. How do we know each other? No, no just kidding. Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many times have we been? How many times are we going to talk? It was a crowd thing. <laughs> they love it. Thank so you. we're good. Yeah. yeah. Don't you ever think about the crowd ever again. Okay. Fighters. <laughs> hmm. So how do we know? <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. What are you talking about? I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun one. I'm trying to find. There are very few like awkward laugh sounds on the internet, Um, and so I'm thinking I may just record one myself, (laughs) just like me awkwardly laughing like a hundred times. But that requires a certain. It would totally throw you off though. Like if you were like talking and you hit it and it's just over. Conversation's over. (laughs) I feel like like if you have a really awkward, really funny one. Oh man, it's so fun though. Yeah. Because you don't, like, I'm not going to play that one or being serious uh-huh. unless I do. Unless In which case, do. it'll be great. Totally change the, <laughs> the aspect of the conversation. The whole dynamic. The whole dynamic, yeah. So. How do... <laughs> <laughs> this is, people get mad at me because I go back to the same jokes uh-huh. too much. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard the song, Please Release Me? <laughs> No. <laughs> it's a really old song. Let me pull it up. It's by a guy. <laughs> I played this one. Uh, my sister was on this podcast. Yeah. And and I <laughs> I played this song like way too many times. Yeah. And she was getting so bothered. Um, it's very old, but I just played the first line. Preparing myself. <laughs> I think you're ready for it. I hope so. (laughs) And then I would stop it. And that's all I would ever do. So all you would ever hear is like the beginning line to this song. And it made me laugh so hard. But I probably did it like 20 or 30 times. And by the end of it, she was so sick of it. She was like, you need to stop that. That was your sister that was Summer? That was my sister. She hasn't, Summer hasn't been on this day 1506. Summer's still saying no, and Hannah still won't listen to me when we're talking. (laughs) And she still hasn't told me how we know each other. (laughs) This is the worst conversation ever. Yeah, I'm loving it. That's what this is all about. I don't care about anyone but me. Right. Thanks so much for being my guest. Don't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) The crowd loves me not caring about you. Oh my gosh. So, oh, how <laughs> I, I need to stop because stop. I'm killing it. Okay, let me tell you about what I've been learning through this book a little bit. No, <laughs> too bad. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it anyway. If you say one more time, how do we know each other? Listen, I'm awake, <laughs> I'm out. Okay, all right. So, I guess in this current season of life, um, 
something that I've been thinking about is um, contentment. Mm, yeah. I think it's a very difficult thing. I think it's a difficult thing in any any stage of life. Um, but I think especially in this one, um, I feel like we're always like, and I think we talked about this a little bit the other day, um, we're always in the in-between. Like yeah. in between something that's coming down the road or like in between um, a decision. Um, so like for me, you know, I'm I'm working in a job right now. Um, and I guess this is just a new a new thing right now is I'm just um, I'm now consistent in my job where it's like this is every day. You know, I mm. go to work. It's kind of the mundane. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's And it's great. I mean, I'm happy to be in a job. I feel like you're trying to adjust working. your headphones so much. Are they too loose? No, I'm just... Fidgety. Those can tighten. They're like they're a little loose right now. No, they're fine. Okay. But anyways, I interrupted. Yes. Jeez. I apologize. I'm Boo. so <laughs> 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 You need to be on the hot keys. That's right. All right. Um. So contentment. Every day is the same, and you hate every day everything. Is the same. Yeah. And I, th- I think. <laughs> and so I think that, I don't know. It's it's a daily choice to to be content in mm. whatever situation and whatever you're in. And yeah. I, I, you know, why is, why is it so hard to be, you know, content in the season that you're in right now? Hmm. You know, and is that so, a real question? Yeah. What, what do you think I the mean, answer do, is for what you? What do you think the question is? Or what do you think the answer is? I think the question is, <laughs> why are we so not discontented with our lives? Right. Yeah. And that's, and I think is that that's the, question? the root of it. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, do you want the answer? Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to do <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I legitimately think that a big reason why we're so, um, like we are so discontent with our lives is because of social media. Mm-hmm. Are you on social media? I am. I've got a Facebook and Instagram. Okay. How much are you on? Uh, at least a couple times a day, mm-hmm. I would say. I think everybody lies about how much we do things. Yeah. Like we are too scared to tell somebody, oh, I watch two hours of Netflix a night when I like get home and fall asleep. Or like I'm on social media probably like 50 or 60. Like I just look at my phone 50 times a day. Because, like, we just do. We, we, we're we on that stuff all the time. Um, yeah. And I'm mostly off of social media, um, which is something where, like, when I was younger, I was on it all the time. Yeah. But I think it got to a certain point where I – it's not, like, for some noble reason. It's just because I'm too lazy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much work yeah. upkeeping a profile and, like, posting stuff. And at a certain point, I was like, oh, like, I don't care enough to do this. Right. Yeah, I feel like I, I get on, like, Facebook just to scroll through. I don't ever anymore, like, post anything other than pictures and a little blurb about mm-hmm. what we did for, like, a holiday or something. I feel like I post more on Instagram, and it's more, you know, if we'll say for our DC trip, you know, you post yeah. a little something here and there about what you did. But I guess you're always seeing, like, the fun things people are doing, and it yeah. seems like they're doing those fun things all the time. Right. Whereas that's not really reality, where <laughs> right. they're posting things that they did, like, two years ago Yeah. or a year ago. You never see somebody posting like back on Monday doing the same thing right. I do for forty hours a yeah. week. It's loving, pretty dang exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Have you seen Nacho Libre? Yeah, that's what I just quoted. Yes, please. Yes. that is such a deep cut. I know. Pretty dang exciting. Pretty dang exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you're recording that. Um, yeah, I think that I don't know. I I often talk to people about how much I hate social media, but there's really no like there's no stopping it at this point. Like it's yeah. it's a billion dollar industry. Oh yeah. And, like, are those the only two that you've ever tried? Like, have you ever been yeah, on Twitter no, or anything never, else like no. that? I, I'm, I feel like I'm not witty enough for Twitter. <laughs> or I feel like you have to, I don't know. Be, I don't know. How frequently do you post on Instagram? Uh, 
Oh, not not every day. Certainly not every day. Not every day. No. Okay. Not even on my story. It's just when something interesting happens. Okay. So I feel like the only reason why I get on social media is to try to see something that makes me laugh. Hmm. Because if I actually care about somebody, then I'm gonna like keep up with them. Yeah. Like on a like speaking to them or putting effort into it or just yeah. keeping up. Or give them a call. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I think that everyone's reason for like keeping social media is. I'll keep it so I can keep up with these people who are from out of state. It's like, it's not really keeping up with them. You're just seeing these like snapshot images of the best moments of their life that are all fake. Like I think that we have the most, like people have the most fun when they are not concerned with a camera. Like if you are, I've gone to a few concerts in the past couple of years and I just hate going and everyone's videotaping. I'm like, just put your dang phone down. Like, it's yeah. annoying. Yeah. I Well, I think we make, you know, you make time for the things that are important to you. And making time to develop a relationship or maintain or keep a relationship going, mm. you know, whether that's somebody who's far away or it takes effort, right? You yeah. know, to call them and make the time. And I think like my family over in Switzerland right now, you know, you have to take time to, to contact them because their hours are so differently yeah. or so different than ours. And Who's in Switzerland? Uh, Annie. Annie oh, and Pascal and all the girls. Oh, man. Yeah. So they live all over. How are they the coolest? Um, yeah. It's, I'm jealous that they're always doing so. Like, I don't even know them that well, but like when I was in Mexico, they were they there. They were in Mexico. They were in Texas. Now they're in Switzerland. So, yeah, it's crazy. They have a crazy life. They should write a book, but yeah. That would just be a book about the three places they've been to. <laughs> <laughs> well, their, their life's just crazy in general. But, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that, I don't know, as I look at social media and as I talk to other people about it, like everyone is so concerned with appearances and all this stuff. And I don't want to be like the guy who is saying how they're so transcended of all this stuff. And like, yeah. I think that everyone deals with their own struggles. But for me personally, like I've never dealt with the struggle of like caring what other people think about me. Yeah. Um, I think that because I went from I, I was homeschooled as well. So I was homeschooled up until fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I went into public school and had no social skills for a couple of years. Yeah. And then I figured myself out. Right. I think that's such a hard transition. <laughs> yeah. And so because of that, I got to the point where I was like, oh, like people, people are attracted to confident people. Mm-hmm. And so like at a certain point you just become confident and like you don't even, like you just fake it. And yeah. I think everyone's faking mm-hmm. it. And like on social media, everyone is faking it all the time. Like no one posts of like no one is genuine Mm -hmm. i feel like and so that's part of the reason why i like podcasts so much like i listen to a lot of them because i feel like if there's somebody that i like on social media where i think they have a fun personality on there then i'm like oh let me listen to you right just talking for two hours Mm -hmm. and i really get to know you in that in that way taking the time just to listen yeah i think we miss out on that a lot i think our lives get so busy that we have a hard time just stopping and slowing down and mm-hmm. recognizing either if i'm going through something or what i've learned in the past season yeah um you know we just don't slow down because we're trying to constantly keep up with the times or keep up with social media or whatever it is and maybe it's just us being young you know like we're both in our 20s and so like that's just kind of the stage of life that we're in but i also feel like for the past generation like they didn't have the same things that we do like our our oh, attention sure. span is so short yeah and so we just we're discontent with our lives because we see everybody else having a great time and that's all we ever see yeah. like you never see boring stuff and i like i think of the times when i 
felt like I was having the most fun or enjoying my life the most. It's the times when I was hanging out with people that I liked and we were just yeah. laughing about anything. Yeah. Just having a good time. Like what mm-hmm. we're doing now, like I enjoy this so thoroughly. Right. Like this is my therapy is mm-hmm. talking to people on this, like on this show. Right. And so I don't know. It's, I mean, I endorse actual therapy thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not no, as I effective, know you, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, this is, this is something that brings me fulfillment and right. brings me enjoyment mm-hmm. and br- makes me feel content. Yeah. Like after, like I already feel like I enjoy this so much. Like I'm getting to know you mm-hmm. more than I really ever have before. And like even right. after our car trip, I mm-hmm. knew you so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now here we are. Here we are. I think um, something interesting about contentment is I think we have to be careful that contentment doesn't make us too comfortable. Mm. I think that sometimes in our contentment, we, you know, we are happy with where we're at and we're, we're at a good place. But I think, I think sometimes for me, my, myself, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm blazing a course, but I'm, I'm not pursuing relationships or, or other people or, or depth because Mm. that's, there's a certain vulnerability with, with that. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I think, you know, even, and I, I was kind of laughing because I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll tell him that I can't come because it's, it's you know, just talking your your thoughts or what's going on inside your head. That's there's a vulnerability in that. Absolutely, yeah. And and I was laughing about it because I was like, this is the same thing that I've been thinking about because it's comfortable not to speak or share your thoughts. Yeah. But when you do, there's so much growth, not only personally but you know, somebody else growing with you or you're growing together mm-hmm. and that's the same thing in pursuing depth in in a small group you yeah. know reaching out and branching out and finding new groups of people there's it's difficult because you don't know them and you don't want them to know everything about you or maybe you do um but i think it, it takes effort but i think we have to be careful not to get too comfortable because i think we do mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah yeah, that's so. It's an interesting. I just, I was yeah. just thinking about the other day. That, thinking about that the other day, I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah, because there are definitely two sides to being content. Because I think that, you know, like you're saying, there's doing things that make me feel content. Yeah. Um, and like actively pursuing things in my life that I know are going to make me feel more fulfilled yeah. as a general thing. And I think that we confuse like the whole idea of resting. Mm. Like the resting is an active thing. Like people talk about, oh, well, my rest is watching football or my rest is watching Netflix or just vegging out or doing whatever. It's like, that's not actually like that's physically resting and like it's shutting your brain off. But that is not actually rest in the sense of like you then are ready to do other things after the fact. Like that stuff, whenever I like watch Netflix for a long time or like do this stuff, like I always finish that and I'm like, mm, like I feel like I could just die. <laughs> like, right? There's so many change. other productive things that I could have been doing, but. Yeah, well, I not choose. even not even productive in the sense of like getting stuff done. Right. You know, it's not well, like... just other, uh, you know, ha- hanging out with people or just doing yeah. something that you knew is probably better for you rather than. But you just wanted to sit at home and yeah. watch TV. And we will gladly pay so much money <laughs> to be able to yeah. like not have to be with other people. Yep. Like Netflix is an inherently individual thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And social media is inherently individual like it's just mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and like maybe you're with other people but like most of it is just you by yourself and so well we talked a little bit about this on the trip on the car ride yeah. the infamous car ride at this point 
Um, cause I was saying like this, this in and of itself, what we're doing right now is one of the things that brings me fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. We um, talk about that. And what are your things? For me, um, I would say definitely I was like, we took a test. I'm going on that trip to Brazil and we took a test, like what yeah. our lang- love languages are. And okay. for me, mine, you know, it's qual- just quality time, spending quality time with people. And Classic then, woman. Right. And, um, <laughs> Uh, acts of service i think was the other one okay. that was kind of close to the top but I, I would agree i i love conversation i love going deeper in relationships just because we don't do it and like you said we just we're busy you know we just don't take time to or you know we don't create the time to go deeper in in our relationships yeah so yeah and i'm finding myself like learning how to be better at conversation because mm-hmm. i feel like i for the longest time I was a terrible friend like just to everybody because I didn't recognize that I wasn't actually listening to people like I have to actively like tell myself like stop thinking about what you're trying to say next like it's not about what I have to say like it's about actually listening to somebody else hearing what their thoughts are and trying to like get inside their head because that's like that's so much more important than whatever the heck my thoughts are right like I think my thoughts all the time and I'm here. And so I know that they don't take me anywhere. Oh, <laughs> so, But like <laughs> hearing other people's thoughts is yeah. something that like that's so stimulating to me in the sense of like I I just want to know what other people are thinking because yeah. mm-hmm. and even it's the whole like pride thing, you know, like eventually like I'm so full of myself that mm-hmm. eventually I'm just going to go back to like, well, what I think is the best <laughs> and like I'm just going to think my own things yeah. and like but then actually take a moment to say like, whoa, like what was Jesus about? Like what, what were, what are my favorite people about? My favorite people in the world are the people who are listeners. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm thinking of specific people come to mind that I'm like, this person listened to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm trying to think, well, what did I actually learn about them? It's like, not a lot. I just mostly talked about myself, but like having somebody who's a good listener is so important. Yeah. I just think, I think we don't stop to do it. We are, like you said, we're just caught up in our own, our own lives or in our own thoughts so we just aren't aren't quiet you know being that uh, slow to speak passage yeah. you know just being able to listen you know people people need i think our you know people need that or they just need to sorry if i stepped on you oh, you're good. this <laughs> table's way too small <laughs> <laughs> so we're like and then we're like our knees are touching basically <laughs> under this table <laughs> oh dying but, yeah yeah i feel like a lot of the relationships that i have had um, have kind of been more so that way where I'm just listening and they are just, and I feel like a lot of the relationships that I've had are people who are, are you struggling. Are romantic relationships no, or friendships? No, friendships. Okay. Just they are, they are struggling with really heavy things. Mm. And I have been that person on the flip side who is yeah. just listening. And, you know, if they want advice, you know, I will share whatever, if I can connect, you know, if right. I can relate in any possible way, you know, I will share a word of encouragement or whatever, but I feel like that that has been primarily me. And but then on the flip side, I don't always share. I don't always say what's going on in my life. Right. So I feel like I am. Um, I guess maybe not as strong in in sharing my own feelings, whereas mm. I'm more strong in just the listening and then being able to encourage or reflect for them instead of. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you were saying, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so naturally, it's like I shy. Well, not me personally, but, like, you probably shy away from sharing your own feelings because, like, that opens up, like, a part of yourself. You're like, oh, now I have to deal with these deep-seated things that are, right. like, in me. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yikes. I don't want to do that. Right. Like, I don't want to. 
Yeah. I want to shut that part off and let's deal with your issues. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, it's you true. Know? It's absolutely true. And it's very unhealthy. Yeah. And I think I, we were talking about the other day. I do it like I used to. I've actually gotten out of it. Just journaling or just writing what's going on in your life or the things that you've learned or being yeah. able to reflect on past things and seeing how God was able to encourage you along that way or kind of used you in somebody else's life. And I know he's... I know that's just been a big part of any source of encouragement for me along the years. Now I've gotten away from it because I've busy. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if there's, if you don't have an outlet or somebody to talk to, it's a really valuable way to just express your, yourself or what's going on on the inside. Yeah. Taking but, a couple of steps back, you're yeah. talking about relationships. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing to deal with because I think there's naturally something with like, there's there's a couple things I want to hit on because you are single and you mm-hmm. um like being in relationships at that point like with men has yeah. to be something that would be like I don't know I think that it would be kind of difficult to be in a relationship with a guy and like just have that be a friendship because like at some point it would probably get awkward mm-hmm. or am I wrong like am I maybe just entirely wrong because I feel like just when you have two single people who are friends like that's just naturally different like, that's the point of so many tv shows like oh, that's the, sure. the the hook like, the yeah. whole plot is like two single people can they be friends right. or ha- do they have to be more right. you know and so yeah i don't know i guess i kind of want to hear from your perspective because like like you were saying you do a lot more you do a lot more of like taking in other people's things and really getting poured into yourself mm-hmm. so what does that look like for you like in your life when it comes to talking to people because i don't know I don't know. I don't know if that's a really great question or not. To, well, I'm just trying to think. Like, like exactly. how do you answer that? Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's a very good question. So just maybe just keep trying to rephrase it. And yeah, I'll, try to. I'll it's, now that I think about <laughs> it, it I'm like this it question is, sucks. It is, no, it, this question <laughs> is the worst. Oh, there we go. Hey, there we go. It took a little bit. Yeah. My computer was dying. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking, let me just like talk for me personally, because I'm thinking like the friendships that I have with other people, like as a guy, like I'm trying to learn how to have good friendships with people. I'm trying to learn how to like specifically with other men, like how can I create good friendships with them, but also with women, like how do I have a good friendship with somebody where it's like, obviously like I talk to my wife all the time and she's my best friend. Right. Because that's absolutely because we have a piece of jewelry, so now it's right. locked so in. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, because like we made that yeah. decision, and absolutely. like we like that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, but then also like, how is it like? How can I have friends who are women who are good friends who I enjoy talking to and like right. in a healthy way, uh-huh. um, and friends who are men that I can have healthy like conversationships. Conversationships is what I just said. <laughs> nice conversations and relationships. Yes. Is this a conversation ship? Is that what just being somebody's friend is? <laughs> you got it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's something that I've been thinking about because I feel like some part of every relationship that I have is like always comes back to this idea of like, is this long term or is this just like a thing that we're doing? Right. And so, like, when I'm like reaching out to somebody, whether or not they're a guy or a girl and thinking like, Hey, let's grab coffee. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Let's do whatever. Like, is this just like me and you talking or like, are we going to be friends for a long time? Right. Mm -hmm. I have a million questions and none of them are fully fleshed out. (laughs) That's what I'm realizing. I'm I'm, I'm... Respond to anything that you think. Like, cause I, I think it's really hard for, especially as a, as a single person for, for me to be friends with, 
with single guys because I think, you know, even if you say, hey, let's go grab a coffee or hey, let's go do this or that, there's always a, um, like a, a thought of, oh, this, does this mean more than it is? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have, Are I we think. we going to do more than side hug? Right, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't do a full frontal hug. No, we're Christians here. <laughs> right. What do we think about that? <laughs> Um, so I would say for me personally, like I, unless I was truly interested in more than just a friendship with somebody, then you pursue going out and doing something specifically with just that person. But I think, you know, you, you just doing that and it's different if you've been friends for a long time, but you doing that for anybody that you're first getting to know their instant thought is, huh, they, they want, they want this to go somewhere. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm, I just don't want to open that, that door. Yeah. Unless it's something that, unless it's a person that I want to get to know and want to go deeper with, you know yeah. what I mean? But I think it, there's a really fine line between that, between, you know, hanging out with somebody, group versus one-on-one. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think that because we are in this stage of life where you're like like you are yeah. in all essences like in your long-term adult job mm-hmm. um like that's just kind of where you're at and so like it's hard to find group settings mm-hmm. other than people that you've known for a long time like where like not that christians can't go to bars but like that's not my natural inclination is yeah. to go to a bar and hang out with a group of people and so like when we were playing volleyball on tuesday nights that was super oh, it was fun fantastic yeah because right, it was a group of people that you hung out with and they were well they were from all walks of yeah. life and all different kinds of backgrounds and yeah it yeah. was really neat yeah a lot of single boy options there. <laughs> yeah, no, no thanks <laughs> are we gonna spend the Not rest interested. of this show talking <laughs> yeah. about trying we spent like two hours trying to oh set you gosh. up with somebody all on my, my car all my ride. patients always ask me are you are you married do you have a boyfriend <laughs> no, I don't. I said that. I, I my same response is no. I'm just patient. I'm just waiting. <laughs> is that something? Or are you? I mean, not to get too. It's fine. No, yeah. I have no problem. Are you content with like not having a boyfriend, or is that something that's kind of hard for you? I think I'm. I'm. I would say I'm pretty content with it. I mean, not that I don't want it. I'd love to get married, and I'd love to have kids. Um, but I think it's been. This <laughs> really probably maybe sad to say, but I I haven't been in a relationship for a long time, mm-hmm. so it's it's oh I'm okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think, and I don't know what the, I I didn't date around when I was in high school. I actually didn't date anybody in high school. Um, yeah. And so maybe it's different for somebody who's dated multiple people. Maybe they are more. I don't know. Maybe they're just more apt to continue in that same kind of way how many people have you dated i've only i've only dated one only dated one mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's interesting because i think so there's... It's, so it's really hard to yeah base the next off of just that just having one experience yeah because it was a very interesting experience <laughs> <laughs> talked about that on the car trip yes, too we, yes, oh we did. snap yes we did and you all made fun of me because i said it was a good learning opportunity <laughs> That's just the funniest way. That's the funniest way of... Why? I learned about myself. (laughs) I learned about what I want in somebody and what I don't want in somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why I'm being made fun of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was very good. That was good for the situation. It's just that's hilarious because when you talk about when you refer to like a relationship with someone as a good learning opportunity, like everyone listening is like, oh, it was bad. <laughs> and it wasn't. But that's, I, and it was. It was a great. We had a great time. <laughs> you. Mm, that's what i want to put on my resume <laughs> somebody goes on to my <laughs> on to my resume that's gonna say i am a great learning opportunity <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry for laughing so hard that's just still so funny to me that you would describe this <laughs> Imagine if that was on somebody's Tinder like Please bio. Do that. The thing was like, women have great, called me. I am a great learning opportunity for any single young woman. Women would call me a great learning opportunity. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that could mean so many yeah. different things. Yikes! It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really awkward, but that one's funny. Uh, <laughs> good oh man i was i forgot that you said that and that i don't That's know why, why you brought it up it's, i don't know why it's I knew so you funny to me, me. <sighs> no i and i will say that it was it we had a great I'm relationship not done laughing. <laughs> <laughs> hey don't waste this candy corn um I let's mean, like, okay let's it. cut this we have our segment here on the show we need to take a 30 minute break <laughs> Oh my god, what is this? This is the worst. We're in the wild west for this segment. So it's I was said when I was little that I wanted to marry a cowboy. <laughs> I hope that happens. I hear the great learning opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're back out here in the wild west. And each week we have a segment called Sound Bites, which is just where I eat something. And you get to hear the sound <laughs> that it makes. Oh so why don't we uh, grab some uh, candy corns here? You grab some as well. I mean, I can't. You know, old cowboys in the Wild West would travel for miles just to get a bite of candy corns. Come on down to Wild West candy corns today. <laughs> Oh, don't laugh. Cowboys don't laugh. Cowboys have never laughed. The only thing I laugh at is the rustling wind through the hair of my horse. (laughs) No laughing. Oh. I paused it. (laughs) And we're back. I've never laughed in all my days. Oh, my word. The only thing that I've ever found funny. Is nothing. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, have this sound bite of candy corn. Can't take it. Can't <laughs> no, yeah. Oh man. Oh. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys never get sick. (laughs) The only thing I get sick of 
This is when my dogs run too far away and I have to go, Messy, come back here. Oh, there's so much candy corn in my mouth. <laughs> but I don't laugh. <laughs> that was sound bites. Oh my gosh. My favorite segment on this great. show. Yeah, I really, this is just a fever dream at this point. A what? A fever dream. Oh. I think it's great. Oh, I think man. it could turn into something awesome. Sound bites, the segment specifically. Well, specifically How bites. dare you say that? <laughs> Welcome back to Sound Bites. <laughs> Not again. Today, we're going to eat some more candy corn. Oh, spare me. <laughs> anyway, so how do we know each other? Oh my God. <laughs> See, this is what I still think is funny, but my guest doesn't. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> what does the crowd think? <laughs> Hey now, I thought it was a little funny. I'm gonna have a headache from laughing too hard. <laughs> what is your favorite Same. type of sparkling water? Definitely Lacroix. No, I don't know. I don't drink a whole. I've lot never of heard it pronounced. I've heard a lot of pronunciations, but Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've what we always called it. Lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> Lacroix. Lacroix. I guess Stevie had a friend in high school. His last name was a uh, Croix, so that's why I call it Croix. That makes sense. Man, candy corn instantly makes my teeth feel disgusting. Yeah. But I could just, I could eat a whole cob. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, God. Candy corn. Mm. Candy canes. Sounds like you're stuck in the country western. Do I, <laughs> do I need to pull that back up? Please don't. <laughs> oh, man. So we were getting serious, and I derailed it instantly because Destroyed. I saw the candy corn. Candy corns. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like to use the improper plural. Corns. Candy corns. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is the point when I'm like, no one's going to listen to this. <laughs> I'm like, no one. Uh, don't blame them. crack up at it later oh <laughs> i back through it i listen to these like just myself personally yeah. it's so fun yeah <laughs> like, i love it i have so much fun so let's go back to the resolution for women okay we were talking about being content and what that looks like right. and then we talked about social media and got into that for a long Rabbit time yeah. and then i asked a question that wasn't a good question because <laughs> i didn't even know what the question was and then we didn't even answer no, that question no we've talked about pursuing relationships and you're as great. a single person opportunity <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> mm, i yeah i'm the worst yeah you took a relationship with someone <laughs> and you boiled it down to a learning opportunity of don't all, you dare roll your eyes at me things that I talked about within that. <laughs> that's the one thing to take away that you took from it that's true you did talk about it. you were very nice toward this gentleman uh-huh. um but in the end he was just a and you say? What? Learning opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. Whew. My brain hurts. Oh, no. So, resolution for women. Yeah. What did you want to talk about that? Because, like, the whole contentment thing, I think, um, was really good. And you said yeah. there were, was no, other stuff okay. in there. Um. Ooh, just really throw that pen right where we're recording. <laughs> Let me just smack the table. Um, I think that was, that was a lot of it. it was just the, the contentment aspect of it. 
Um, let's see. Like even if I read a little bit of it. She says, I recognize that by rushing through life, um, I'd be subtly devaluing those around me and the experiences I was involved in, not appreciating the importance and significance they bring to my life at this very moment, not grasping my responsibility for holding dear and treating well these gifts God had entrusted to me. Um, well, I, I have a thought with that specifically yeah. because I think that <clears throat> I was reading a book about like cross-cultural ministry and what that looks like for a person who's like on the mission field. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about how so many missionaries like don't look to the people that they're serving to get their nourishment. Excuse me. And I think that we can do the same thing where when we have a relationship with that person that it's more like we're pouring out into them and not being poured into. Like yeah. it's easy for me to write them off and to write off their experiences because I feel like they're not going to be able to like give anything to me. But then being able to look at them and say, no, like let me actually try to listen to this person and to like be okay with the fact that I don't know more than them on everything, right? I may be more mature in this one area in which I'm counseling them, right. but there's always something to learn from everyone, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not about. Yeah. Well, even me. young, I mean, you even think about a youth group setting and, you know, a kid is talking about something or an experience and you're like, wow, like I never even just even from thinking in their perspective, like yeah. I never would have thought about something that way. Mm -hmm. that they think about but yeah just not devaluing their opinion just because their walk of life is different than yours yeah and there are some kids out there who have gone through so much more than i've gone through yeah and there's something to to be said for circumstances causing us to have to mature more quickly yeah you know yeah what's the most traumatic thing you've ever experienced wow that's a big question <laughs> <laughs> we like to get deep we like to get deep um, <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh. Because it's uncomfortable. Like, I know. It, it really is. Like, if you if you don't feel comfortable talking about this, like, don't talk about it. No, it's fine. okay. Um, it doesn't have to be okay. That's what I'm saying. No, I know that. It's not okay. I'm it's saying it's not okay, okay. for you. <laughs> yes, right. Thank you. The crowd. Uh, <laughs> I love that one so, so much. Funny. No, I think I can think of a time I, um, I think I was in, I was either in the, in between like junior high and like high school, somewhere in there. And for some reason, I was really freaked out about um, like spiritual warfare. <laughs> wow. Spiritual mm. warfare, like angels and demons. Like yeah. it just freaked me out. Like I started reading like this present darkness and piercing the darkness oh, yeah. and I couldn't get through them because I was just terrified because I think I finally came to the realization that. You know, there are spiritual forces around us that we don't even realize. Yeah. Um, and it just freaked me out. And I can remember just so vividly, I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was doing homework. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like I, I, I like zoned out or something. And all I can think of was like this, this demonic presence, like just leaning up against the window, like hitting his head, like constantly, like mm. on the window. And I just... I, I flipped like yeah. I was on the floor like fetal position like like sobbing like wow. freaking out and my and my mom they were in a different room and I was like I was like screaming really and they came and they came in the room and um, she like started praying over me and for whatever reason my grandma called she's like I I I'm not really sure why I'm calling but mm -hmm. she's like I just felt like this like the God was 
telling me to to pray for Hannah specifically. So my mom like put her on the speakerphone and they prayed and, um, I, I, I felt better after they had prayed for me, but it was like the most surreal, like, like I, I, you know, it even gives me like chills to like think about it, but it was terrifying. And I, um, I, that verse about taking your cat, your thoughts captive, um, that was something that I just prayed over because even like I had really a tr- like I had a lot of trouble sleeping at mm-hmm. night just because I was you know she see shadows in my room and it was terrifying yeah and so finally um, you know after she prayed after my grandma called and prayed that was kind of a, a turning point and I just I dug into scripture and um, but it was a very yeah it was just a very real real time for me. Yeah, in so in a sense intense. of spiritual warfare and knowing that it's real and you know people, even in in movies and the demonic presences and in scary movies it, it's so real and we and mm. I think we don't even realize it and I just I think you can't you can't mess around with those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. The I whole just, idea of demons is something that is so. It's something that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. Like ever from the pulpit because it's such like we don't know that much about it. Yeah. Like we know that it exists and we understand that there's another realm that is out there, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and we can pretend like we understand all this stuff, yeah. but like the reality is that, <clears throat> I don't know, there is something to be said for the fact that like there are, whether or not you call them angels and demons or whatever a person mm-hmm. believes, or if anyone's atheist, like, like this whole idea of like science, not being able to explain something is like, not everything can be explained and like right. what what we would like what people in the middle ages would call magic like we now call magnets yeah. because we understand them right you know electromagnetism and like the fact that we can like go on the internet would have been absolute magic for a person 200 years ago mm-hmm. or a thousand years ago right and so thinking like 200 years or a thousand years from now like how much more are we going to understand about these like evil and good forces or dark and light forces like because there are clear tangible things that happen in people's bodies like whether that's possession or whatever that is Mm -hmm. like people change and so like once we get to the point where we can understand this stuff like and explain it using like the scientific method like at that point right maybe then we can have a conversation with everyone about Mm -hmm. the fact that there are like good and evil forces out there right but like we sound crazy talking about right. it. Right. No, absolutely. And I think about another experience that I had. So I was at camp, and this was with a group of counselors. And um, I had this one friend who was really going through a lot of really tough, um, like, abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I wasn't in the room at the time, but I had a friend. I was somewhere else, and this friend came up to me, a different person. They were like, Hannah, you, like, you need to come quick. This person is, she's freaking out. She's oh, wow. flipping out. She's she's not herself. She's trying to hurt herself, like crazy stuff. So wow. I went, and um, like this little this friend of mine was literally un, unconsolable. Like she was thrashing. She was screaming. It was it was unlike anything that I had ever experienced or seen. Wow. And we were literally like restraining her to keep her from hurting herself. And whether it was a demonic presence or whether she just lost it, I don't know. But 
um, we just started praying over her and I just like started like speaking. Like I, I just started like saying the names of, you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, you know, just yeah. all the names of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I had been reading in a study, just, you know, just a list of all of his names. And so we just started speaking and praying over her and slowly she started to become less, um, she just started trying to harm herself and, for whatever reason, you know, we were talking about the Lord. She she was not able to like say the name of Jesus, mm. like she she was. You know, we were praying over her and over her, um, and she even like to the rest of that evening, like she calmed down a bit, but she wasn't able to like say his name at all. Wow! And for whatever reason, whether it was a demonic presence or what, I don't know. Um, and then we had like a worship service, um, and she was like in the back of the room and just sitting in a corner, and I had left and. She came up to me later the other night. She's like, Hannah, I don't know what happened, but I just, the walls like broke down and I was finally able to like say his name. Wow. It was, it was, it was a crazy experience. It's kind of those, like you had to kind of be there, but just, just to be in that moment and just to be able to pray over her and just also just kind of experience whether it was a demonic presence or whatever it was, but it's just, it was nothing like I had ever seen before. That's so nuts. It was crazy. It was it was terrifying. She, she was literally trying to kill herself. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with any like suicidal thoughts or anything like that or no? Um. <laughs> <laughs> we went from like I don't laughing know why I so keep hard laughing. I know, it's to like going so, so deep. deep. I think there was a time. So school was really hard for me, and that might sound like really. Um, no, it's not a big deal. But, well, no, that's not true. I yeah. don't like devalue like just because your experience is different from somebody else's. Yeah. Like, right. one person may be able to deal with watching right. someone die, and somebody else right. may be like dealing with school was the mm-hmm. hardest thing they've ever dealt with. Like, that's yeah. not to say that your experience isn't Absolutely. as valid as anyone else's. No, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but no, like school is really hard for me, and uh, I can remember like there were some twisty roads that I was driving on, like on the way home, and you know you had a crappy day, and you're like, man, like I could, you know, just take this curve a little bit too fast and i could just you know i could roll my car i feel like that's different because i think that that's like everyone deals with that those are like intrusive thoughts i think is what they're called where like everyone has them all the time of like what if i just drove into the bridge yeah so i think that that that's as far as i've ever gone okay yeah with something like that and then you think to yourself no that's ridiculous i can get through this difficult season i can right conquer i push on it's a new day tomorrow man so it is crazy to think about that. Like those are intrusive thoughts. That, mm-hmm. Like I think we have them. Like I have them every day. And mm-hmm. I think everyone does. Of just like, what if I just world didn't exist? <laughs> you know, which is like not to say that I'm suicidal every day, but right. just like our brains are so weird where we just go there. We're like, yeah. well, this could be a thing because that's like almost ultimate control, mm-hmm. but in a very negative way. Because like I have known people who died by suicide, um, mm-hmm. and then looking at their families and at their friends. And like even myself recognizing like the decision that they made and how how it affects everybody doesn't it just affect them right it's such a selfish choice and I don't know how you yeah how you feel about it but I think yeah I, you know do they take matters into their own hands obviously they're going through something that's extremely difficult hmm. but I think it, it you know you're only think about thinking about yourself yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so tough because I think that, like, I've been there before. Like, I've been, like, suicidal. And, like, for a, for the longest time, I didn't understand people who were like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like depression is a thing in and of itself like um everyone it like manifests itself in different ways and everybody and so like being able to like from the perspective of somebody who's been on the edge and like not done like not gone all the way and killed myself like there is something to be said for the fact that when you are in those moments your brain is not like you aren't really yourself yeah I would agree um and so i don't know there's something like because even then like just go way too deep into it but like even then you think like well maybe is that my real self is my real self the like the the thing inside me that like doesn't want to exist like that and that thought is so dangerous because like this search for for fulfillment like we've been talking about and like where do we find that because that's like the little lies that like i tell myself Mm -hmm. that i can hear constantly just from like nobody's saying that nobody would ever say that stuff to me and like even if the one in the one person out of the billions of people that there are like would say that like that's no one would agree with that Mm -hmm. like and even i don't agree with the things that i'm saying to myself and we often like are our biggest critics absolutely well we just don't even realize those little loopholes that are those little ways that satan gets into our mind and into Mm. our head and twists our our thinking and our thought process and you know how we value ourselves and how we value other people or we diminish or we um don't see a significant something that we're going through because it compared to somebody else it may not seem as significant but in reality it's it's huge for for us personally yeah so yeah just that whole idea of like gatekeeping our own struggles like Mm -hmm. well i can't i can't have a bad time because somebody else is having a worse time and then that leads you down this path like i don't know i think that I don't know, this kind of gets into, like, the conversation of biggest fears, Mm -hmm. which is, like, I think there's a difference between, like, an internal fear and a phobia. Because, like, phobias are, like, almost always are, like, um, fears that are based on nothing. Like, they're just things that we have. Like, I'm afraid of whatever. Right. I know there is some danger to heights, but, like, me being afraid of being on a third story, like, whatever, is, like, there's some amount of, like, what is that called when it's not based in reality? Like, a fear is... Mm. whatever it's a it's a fear that like is oh it's gonna bother me it's not a fantasy no it's it's a fear that whatever a fear that (laughs) doesn't have grounding in reality yeah that that is not realistic yeah um and so there's a difference between that and like existential fears almost Mm because like i think that my like i'm not afraid of very many things i don't have very many phobias in that sense like i'm not scared of heights or spiders or whatever like like they're like on some of they're like icky to me on some like yeah. that kind of stuff. But I think my biggest fear is being alone. Hmm. Um, because like that's, those were the moments in my life when I like was suicidal. Mm-hmm. Like the people who, the only reason that you would get to that point is because you truly believe that you're alone, right. that nobody else is there with you. And it's terrifying. Like mm. that, that idea of having nothing and no one else, you know, and that's where, I have been in the past and that's where other people are right now. And like, right. I don't know, it's, it's like, it's never true. Yeah. Like you are. And that's something like whenever I share my story, like I always have a, a point where I say, if you feel alone, like you're not alone. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying I understand what you're going through completely mm-hmm. because no one ever will, right. but you are never alone. Yeah. And I don't know. What's your biggest fear? Well, my my phobia is uh, I'm a bit claustrophobic. Are you? Yes. So, so I this was... room is the worst. No, I'm I'm okay in this room because <laughs> there's a door there and I can escape. That's true. But uh, 
Yeah. I got locked in a bathroom when I was little. Oh, boy. And I was in there for like an hour and a half screaming. Mm. And everybody's outside. And I thought literally I was going to die. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awful. And I was like exhausted by the end because I was like screaming. I finally got the window. Like there's a really hot, tall, like thin window at the top. And I finally got it open and they heard me screaming. And it took me, like, a long time to get over it. <laughs> so any, like, confined, like, elevators really have a hard time doing really? it. Because there's no easy escape. You know, mm. you get stuck in there. Yeah. Um, I, I do okay with caves, but it's... Yeah. How often do you find yourself in a cave? <laughs> yeah, not very, not very often. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But um, airplanes, I have a bit of... Oh, yeah. I can do it, but I... Places where you can't escape easily? Can't Is escape that the idea? Easily. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So I think that it stems from being locked in or stuck in a bathroom. What I wouldn't give now to be stuck in a bathroom for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thoughts daily. Like, man, I just so, want. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It literally, I, I remember it. Yeah, that's it's insane. Awful. So, but as far as like fears, fears. I don't know. <laughs> this We have had some high highs and we're hitting some low lows as far as like what we're we're hitting on i know that's why i like doing this for longer than an hour because i think you can like you can bull crap for an hour right like you can pretend for an hour but once you get past an hour like we're almost an hour and a half into this are we yeah yeah which is cool because i think that once you get to that point you're like all right i'm out of like the fake stuff like now we kind of have to get real a little deeper you know and we're not looking at our phones we're not distracted right I mean, the audience is here, and they are—they're uh, loving what we're talking about. They're digging it. Um, I would say for me personally, like I, and maybe it's just—I—I don't—I—I I don't think that I personally fear being alone. Mm. And I think it's maybe it's because I, you know, for me, I didn't get married at young. Um, I've lived on my own for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I, I'm more of an introvert and I yeah I can go for a long, you know, maybe it's because work is busy and I'm fine being at home by myself. Like I can do things, go to Columbus by myself, you know, do things and I'm, I'm fine. But I know deep down that I, I need and I thrive on being with people. Yeah. So I know like pushing myself to, even if I'm tired and I want to stay home, I know that I need to go and do this because I'll be so happy that I did it. <laughs> I sometimes have to force myself to yeah. do things because I know I'm really going to be happy that I chose to do it. Yeah. And like but. when I when I say like being alone, I'm not talking about like physically being alone. Yeah. Like Summer will leave for a week. Like she yeah. left for a week to go on yeah. vacation with her family and I didn't see anyone for a week and I was fine. Yeah. But just it's more the idea of... I think like once you let's imagine like all the power goes out, nothing's working and like that feeling of like when you when I start to get in my own head of saying like no one else exists, like I am by myself, like because that's like no one really understands you. Yeah. No one ever will. Mm -hmm. Like they can know parts of you and know even most of you, but no one will ever understand you fully. Mm -hmm. And you like being comfortable in that is a is a difficult thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. man, we need to end on a better note than, <laughs> than our biggest fears. Oh, come on. Candy corn. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, candy corn. Do you want to go I back? Spare me. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding. The crown loves sound bites. I know. They do. 
do I need do I need <laughs> no. to have to have them no. respond? Do they need to respond? They don't need to respond. <laughs> <laughs> you were prepared for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to what things make you the most happy in life. Let's end on that <laughs> note because we've gone so far down this sad and terrible thing. We've hit on some good stuff. I have. Yeah. Let me say, I have greatly enjoyed this. Good. Yeah, I me too. I always enjoy this. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not as fun as when I'm in here by myself for three hours a night. <laughs> you know you do it. <laughs> oh, what if I did? Admit what it. if you were like, like you eventually went back and listened to this, which you probably won't, which is fine. But like, and then the, the next one after this is just me talking to myself for three hours. <laughs> With special guest, it's me again. <laughs> so, Michael, what do you think about this? Well, since you asked... <laughs> What is the crowd thing? <laughs> just me losing my Please mind. Do that. You need to do that at least once. Just, just a stream of consciousness. With you, yes. Oh, I don't know if that would be okay. I think I would just actually. Maybe I will. Maybe just one night I will just get up and do a stream of consciousness. Consciousness for like three hours. You need to do it. What makes you the most happy? What makes me the most happy? Yeah. Learning opportunities. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that one kills me. That one's so funny. That was really funny. Um, what makes me the happiest? I can think of two things at the moment. I think the first thing is music. Mm. I love, 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 love music. And I love, so sometimes our family, um, in the evenings, whether it's during holiday or whatever, we'll get together and like all sing together. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Just everybody's got... Everybody sings well. My Uncle Joe plays the piano. It's just, there's nothing better. And yeah. also just singing worship at, at church is great, or just even around a campfire. Like, we've done that with youth kids a couple times. Yeah. Somebody brings a guitar, and we'll just sing, and it's just, it's one of my fa- absolute favorite things. Yeah. I did it at, at Beulah a lot, too, and it was just fantastic. Um, There's a difference between, like, experiencing music and making music. Yeah. You know, because when you're involved in the process of yeah. making music, there's mm-hmm. something about that that, like... You know, it, it makes you feel, yeah. or even just way. leading people in a and creating an, an experience where people can open up and just be free to yeah. express and just pour their heart out into whatever's going on in their life. Or it's just yeah, yeah. I can remember so cool. some of the best moments when there was a there was a brother sister at Beulah who led. Um, you do you know the Ludlows, Trevor and Aaron Ludlow? I don't think so. Well, they're just their dynamic was just so fantastic and so genuine, and uh, I got to lead worship a couple times with them, and it's just some of the most like <laughs> heartfelt worship that I have like ever been a part of, and just the atmosphere that they created, it was just yeah, oh, it's just fantastic. You just cry <laughs> tears. Oh man, that's so cool. It was so good, um, and I think the other thing is just my family, my brothers. We're yeah. just all super tight. So, that's so nice yeah it's it's just awesome especially jacob we just have such a good relationship and i think over the years like he i'm more apt to share what's going on in my life with him and it's kind of and i think it's just part of a maturity thing he is growing to share what's going on in his heart and we've had some good mm-hmm. conversations that he counseled at beulah and just his growth through that and being able to talk about things and grow together and it just yeah, I wanted neat. to talk to you about the twin thing. Yeah. Like, what weird twin things do you guys do? What weird twin things? Because like, um, I've heard, like, do you guys have your own, like, language? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that specifically. There are certain things, like, we'll think of the same thing. Like, whether it's a, a funny, like, a quote from a movie or yeah. be thinking, like, the same way. And we'll be like, uh, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like we yeah. were thinking the same thing. Um, but I don't know. We're just we've always been really close, and I think that's part of that is just my parents taught us how to respect each other at a young age and mm. just instilled that relational, you know, just treating each other well. And do you think that being twins like caused like a, a metaphysical connection between the two of you? It very well might. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever experienced sure. it? Have you ever experienced anything like that or no? No. Um, oh man, I want some weird stories. I know. I don't really have any really weird stories. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I've always like, man, it would be so cool to have a twin. Yeah. Like it's I'm awesome. jealous because it's yeah. like you <laughs> you got an instant friend. Right, well, you really <laughs> you know? do. Best friend for life. Yeah, that's crazy. It's better half. Yeah. Yeah. Is he dating anyone right now? He's not. Yeah, he's kind of talking to somebody, but I don't know Does how he, that's going. Do, when you find someone that you'll be dating or when he finds someone, do you, like, run them past each other? Oh, we definitely talk. We've talked about it a lot. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because we are so close, but it's such a different relationship, you know, mm-hmm. being in a, a dating relationship. And I feel right. like spouse-wise, when we do get married, it, it's, you know, it, it'll just be kind of a transition or a change because we've been so close for such a long time. Yeah. And I think our spouse is understanding that that we are as close as we are. Yeah, and they have to be and okay with that. they have to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's just an interesting thing to think about that, okay, yeah. that you wouldn't normally. Because that's like one of the most pure guy-girl relationships that you can have yeah. that is like non, like there's nothing weird about being right. friends with your twin. Right. You know, and that mm-hmm. close of friends. Like that is something where like, I don't know. I feel like you have a leg up on a lot of other women because like you can ask questions of a yeah. guy that you couldn't ask of any other guy, right. you yeah. know, <laughs> like no, even so like your true. brother, like your twin is like, there's something innately, um, what's the word where you are in- innately intimate and like, you know, that you're, you know, your twin so well, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Maybe you and Summer will have twins. That'd be awesome. Dude. Twins are so cool. It's a lot of work. <laughs> we were crazy. Maybe. Up. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Maybe as if having two children <laughs> at the same time isn't hard. <laughs> it's no big deal. Be fine. Speaking of which, shout out to my wife's cousin. They just had their baby today. Yay. So that's really exciting. That's awesome. Send us this picture. Do they have a boy or a girl? Boy. Um, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like... <laughs> Everyone always talks about how cute babies are, and I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> but it, like, no. <laughs> baby, like fresh babies, yeah. like steaming hot babies, right. are not cute. <laughs> no, really Especially are. when they just got squeezed Their through. Their eyes like, are like huge, yeah. and they're all scrunchy. Yeah. C-section babies can be cute. Yeah. But um, most of the time, it takes them a couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when people are you one of the people who thinks that old people's cute? Old people are cute. Oh yeah. No, they're not. Yes, they they're are. gross. No, they're not. Old people are gross. If you if you worked in the the line of work, their personalities are cute. Yeah, they're they so, are gross. They are so cute. <laughs> they though. are gross. Some of the elderly men are just adorable. Think about the weird things about your body now. No, I know. And then put that sixty years from now. <laughs> it is gross. <laughs> Old people are gross. <laughs> think and I will stand want. with that. Uh, what does the crowd think? The crowd agrees. They're very one-sided. <laughs> Old people are gross. <laughs> oh, Man. Yeah. Those are great things. I think yeah. the family thing is something that, like, you and I are very blessed that we are yeah. close with our families. And, yeah. like, we have 
good relationships with all of our siblings. Like yep. that's something that like not a lot of people have. And I, you obviously take it for you know for granted that yeah. you have those good relationships. But yeah. yeah. What a great note so to end you. on. Yeah. Thanks so much. This was yeah. so fun. I greatly enjoyed this. Yeah. And uh yeah, let's go eat some more candy corn. Sounds good. Oh, can't eat another <laughs> <laughs> candy corn. <laughs>